This is Ellie Cornell, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. It's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now here are your hosts. Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Grizzly Abner, and I am joined by fully clothed Mad Chan, Detective John Kimball, <laughs> fully clothed Mad Chan, Professor Wagstaff. Yeah, well, evidently somebody's got a rule about wearing shirts while we record yeah. this podcast. We were totally, Grizz and I were totally trying to do this episode uh, topless, and uh, Professor vetoed that. Clearly, I'm the killjoy. Yeah. Yeah, we got old Mr. Conservative over here. Yeah, that's so. a little hard to He's focus like, on the Pierce. subject matter with two grown men with their shirts off sitting at a table. With <laughs> I do not want to see Pierce man nipples. Not at all. I hate them tattoos that y'all got. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? You hate our tattoos? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, man. He no, mad. I'm not mad. Ladies I, and gentlemen, we got a great show for you tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and cut him off because yeah, he's not I'm used to it. Here with my shirt off. Oh, go ahead, Professor. No, no. Uh, actually, I do the intros here. Yeah. Don't forget that. <laughs> Don't forget that. Well, who is this? Uh, <laughs> this is the Grizzly Abner. Mad Chain. We're doing it live! <laughs> um, so, give it a map, Scott. We are doing... <laughs> Thank God we're killing time right now. <laughs> Very special ship. Um, Very special show. You know, I think it's a regular show. It is a regular show. We are going to do a show about the Feast franchise. And the other day, when I told somebody we were doing a show about the Feast franchise, they go, oh, that's a franchise? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was well said. Well said. They were like, oh, that, that Feast thing, that was like a Project Greenlight thing, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, it totally was. And they were like, that's a franchise now? I said, evidently. Evidently. So, um, we could call it a trilogy, I think, at this point. Um, who knows? There may be more Feast films made. I don't think so. Let's hope not. But, uh, I don't think Clue's going to sign on to any more Feast films. Right, right, right. So, yeah. The Whoa! Feast series, franchise, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're doing. Um, I don't know. Do I want to... Eh, I'm not going to give my initial thoughts just yet. Matt Chan, I want you to say something about um, Feast, when I initially saw Feast, um, uh, 2005, I saw it shortly after its, um, 
DVD release. I mean, shortly as in a week after. It was a film that I'd heard a lot about and I sought out. Um, so maybe it was 2006. I don't know when it came out on VHS or DVD. But anyway, it was a film that I sought out and it was a film that I absolutely loved from the beginning. Um, I thought it was. Um, it goes along the lines of other films that we talked to talked about, like uh, Hatchet and. Uh, um, Leslie Vernon, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It was. It came at a time when I needed something. Horror needed a new face. Yeah. And this was that face. We're talking about Feast, 2005, directed director John Gulag. Is that how you pronounce it? Anybody want to step in, help me out? I'm going to pronounce it wrong for the entire show if somebody doesn't step in. I always just said Gulager. Gulager. There Gulager. We Let's say Gulager. Gilligan. Not Gilligan. It's Clues. It's Clues' son, sir. I, I forget. I think I called him Gluglogger or something in the, in the Nightmare series, but it's Clues' son, man. We, uh, blue, blue blockers. That man like a clockwork orange. The, <laughs> the professor and I had the opportunity to uh, meet John in in Chicago at a convention that we were at, and you know what? We just didn't do I was kidding. Say, and we didn't. <laughs> we did, and we did not. It had the uh, quite a few people. Yeah, uh, like the, yeah, the, the girl. The, the, I can't think of her name right now. She took on a bigger role in the second one, the biker chick. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple she people there. there, and uh, but we had focused our attention. Like the on biker mom. Biker. One of the biker girls. Yeah, I mean. But anyway, like we had focused. Yeah, dude, we focused our attentions on um, people like Jason Baldwin, and then. Return of the Living Dead panel. I mean, we had focused on other people. Was he one of the Baldwin brothers? Clue <laughs> or John or like one of the Baldwin brothers? Really? Which one of y'all kicked me? That's childish. <laughs> Which one of y'all kicked me? That's Clearly, Jason Baldwin from the Miss, the the the, the, the West Memphis, the Midwest, podcast. the Midwest Memphis Three. Yeah. <laughs> I got mounts in my marble. <laughs> no, but um. We had focused on other people at that convention. We didn't get a chance, but we wanted to. It's just you can only do so much over the course of a weekend. Yeah. And uh, now we're talking about Feast, man. Let's uh, let's get into this. So we got Balthazar Getty as Bozo. What year? Oh, two, I said 2005. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Henry Rollins as Coach. Which year is it? Mavie <laughs> as the heroine. We got one of my favorites, Judah. Freelander from um, 30, Thirty Rock. Love Judah, man. Judah that's was the, See that's the one the, in the DM, the Dave Matthews video back in the day. The free hugs. Yeah, and also <laughs> the the guy who talks about mums and meet uh, meet the parents. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Judah, you got man. you got like a nice got, wine for a lot of money. You could buy a whole lot of mums. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Hot Wheels played by Josh Zuckerman from. Uh, you guys might know Josh from Sex Drive. I mean, he's been in a few other things. And, and he's brothers to the guy from Facebook. <laughs> That's a and joke. His got, name is Zuckerberg. <laughs> and then we got Clue. Right. Gulager. Who's played the, just let's just stick with like goulash. A Russian, like a Russian gulag. Yeah. That's why I say it that yeah. way. But we also got appearances by uh, Jason Muse, Tretch, and uh, Eric Dane. So uh Feast uh Feast was that movie, man. Feast was one that uh to me the first movie it starts out, man. It starts out strong, it stays strong, it keeps you going, keeps you in the seat, and uh, keeps you interested on the screen for a while, 
it doesn't really have a whole lot of downtime. And that's one thing I thought was really amazing about it was horror films tend to give you that downtime. They they want you to think about things. They want you to they want you to travel to a different place and yeah. put yourself in situations. Yeah. Where in this movie it's like, man, as soon as you think something's going one way, it goes completely the other way. Right. Right. Uh, this is a film that's very much a cabin in the woods film, but with ten times the action. You know what I'm saying? Like it's isolation. You've got, you know, like no other options. So it's you've right, got that right. aspect, you know, the cabin in the woods sort of thing. But I mean, it's just nonstop, like boom, 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 always something going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, you get that, and um, also, too, I mean, just a good point is it breaks all the rules. It breaks its own rules. Because right, it, right. it gives you these intros, and it says, like, oh, the character description, this is who this is. This is their life expectancy. This is what's going on. And then they break their own rules. <laughs> and that's fun. That's a fun part of the movie. Throw... Professor. Uh, good good and bad things for me. I don't love the movie and I don't hate it. Um, hey, man. I, I enjoy hey, man. I enjoy most of the time when you have a group trapped in any kind of setting and the drama that you work between them and, you know, kind of, I don't know, it's just good for storytelling, something like, you know, The Mist, where you got them on the grocery store. Yeah. Or like yeah. this, and I like those settings. Um, I mean, do you just want me to keep going with whatever about Roll it? with it, Daddy. I, I like the creature design um, a lot of the time. I think some of that stuff looks really cool. Um, my biggest problem, and I don't know if it's just from direction, uh, but I feel like there's all of these really fun interesting enough characters, at least from, you know, the, the quick descriptions we get at the beginning. And I feel like most of them are flat. Like, yeah. there's nobody in yeah. the movie where I'm excited when they get screen time. Like, when you're first starting out and you get to know all these people quickly, it's, you know, on paper they all seem like it's going to be really fun. Right. But I feel like none of them are utilized, you know, from a writing standpoint for why they were created in the first place. I feel like it just turn, turns into ship breaking screaming chaos action from there on out and that that's that was my biggest complaint with it is that there's nobody i really adapt to or really love in the movie see when you're talking about the uh, ship breaking chaos screaming action that was one of the things that i i mean i dug about this movie so much was that it just goes right into it but i do have to agree that um in these little cool character descriptions they're like oh bozo or coach or whoever it was it was like he's the coach he does this his occupation is this his life expectancy doesn't expect to live long like whatever or whatever it was like i hated the fact that they put some of those in there it's like oh so and so she's gonna die in 90 minutes i think it was a biker chick or whatever it's yeah. like horrific death in 90 minutes and you're kind of like oh cool that was a cool one to look forward to but somebody like tretch like, I really like Naughty by Nature. You know, like, Tretch popped up in the movie. Yeah. And they just tell you, it's like, Tretch is going to die in X amount of minutes. Or, I was um, like, hip-hop for no. Right, like, Jason Mewes. They're like, oh, Hollywood actor, blah, blah, blah. About to bite a terrific death or whatever it was just then. And I love Mewes to death, you know, and his face gets ripped off. And that's fun or whatever it was. But after a while, every time they introduced a new character... You were like, man, they're being really literal about the life expectancy on these characters. 
And some people thought that was really good, but I don't like knowing who's co- you know who's coming next. It's like so and so is gonna die in seven minutes, or first woman to die, or they you know they give those those character descriptions. So you're kind of expecting. I don't like those things. Like um, Eric Dane, who I, I like Eric Dane. I think he's great. You know he's Mc uh, McDreamy or McSteamy, one of them from. Oh yeah, McSteamy, McSteamy, yeah. From Grey's Anatomy, like Eric Woo, Dane, dude, I cool love. Cool me off. Oh, yeah. I love me some mercy. Eric Dane, but Dane pops up in the movie, and they're like, he's the he's the hero, he's and then the he guy comes who's in, gonna save their ass. yeah, he comes in, it's like he's he, he I'm here to your save ass. your ass, and then he's sitting there, and then, and uh, turns around, and he dies that way. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that is brilliant. This is so brilliant because we, you, they tell you Eric Dane's the hero, and then he gets pulled out through the window and he dies, and it's like that sets you up. Right there, the whole pace of the movie is set up right there like, oh, this is badass. And then his so-called wife comes in, the heroine, uh, Navi Rawat, I think it is. What's she from? What do I recognize her from? Um, I don't know, man. I'd have to research that. Was she in, like, the OC or something like that? The OC? Really? Like, I know uh, that you both oh, love the yeah. OC. I watched the OC? Really? Yeah, clearly. Like, Come on, you've seen every episode of Will and Grace. I know that. You've I've seen, seen every episode of Will and Grace. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, like when Kevin Bacon came on, I was just like, oh. <laughs> like it's okay. And Matt Damon, the Matty Damon episode of Will and Grace oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Feast, which was far less entertaining than Will and Grace, <laughs> but it was a good movie. Just checking. You know, it's um, the film has an interesting balance between like serious hardcore action and WTF moments. Dude, seriously. Like there's so much like, man, this is like a serious like hardcore horror film. This is going great. Wait, what? What just happened? Like, old girl, old girl is upstairs <laughs> and she's getting plowed by the bar owner. Right. She's upstairs getting plowed by the bar owner. What is it for her rent or her? She's upstairs paying her bills basically with booty. And she's got her son with her, and her son's out there watching TV, and shit starts to go down in the bar, and the first creature comes in. And then out of nowhere, she runs up to she runs up to rescue her son, a little boy. She runs up to rescue her son. He gone. Yeah, right. That and great, that's one dude. of the first broken rules. Like, it tells us that yeah. he's going to have a good life expectancy, and then he gets shot. Right. With the a straight shot. No, no, the, the monster eats him whole. Oh, that's it. That's whole, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monster swallows him whole. Because I remember watching that going, really? Like, right off the bat, because that was her motivation. Right. She later becomes heroin, too. That's her motivation. She, She's all over. Right. And uh, I was like, man, that's, that's stone cold, dude. Stone cold. Like, the kid just... Then you get the, the little baby critter who breaks into place. Yes. And starts humping the animal head on the wall. Yes! I was like, for real, these? this is happening right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And it was funny. And then they lock him in the little freezer. Right. And then they shoot him. Then they shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've got also those odd scenes of where uh, Judah free hugs guy. Uh, He gets attacked and he starts barfing everywhere. Well, that that was when the kid died. The the monster, when, uh, when they were upstairs, the monster swallows the kid whole and then pukes on Judah. Yep. Uh... Judah was the beer delivery guy. We'll call him right. the beer delivery guy. Right. Uh, the monster swallows the kid whole and then pukes on Judah, or the beer delivery guy, and 
out of nowhere, like he's got these maggots that are forming. Oh yeah. Green slime. Oh no. Oh, like one of my favorite moments in this movie comes from his character, dude. It's hands down. It's the scene with the uh, with the eye patch. Mm-hmm. She yeah. moves the eye patch. He's like, "How's oh, it look?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like doing everything she can to not <laughs> look him. Not the bar. Dude, it's amazing. Dude. Oh, and he, I mean, you can tell he's actually pulling those maggots off of. Face. Oh, dude, Judah, Judah was, he was gnarly. great in this movie, because I didn't realize... Was that Honey Pie? Was that Honey Pie that was, like, yeah, checking him out? Yeah, Honey, honey pie. pie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got, like, just all these random scenes. I love um, the character of the old drunk lady who's just hanging out the bar. Yeah. Like, the world is crashing down around her, and she's just like, ah, there's a bullshit, just sitting there. Stay off dude, Facebook. What, what about Balthazar Getty? <laughs> what about Balthazar Getty, who is literally like, you're old. You've seen things. Tell us about these things. <laughs> right, right. He was convinced because she was old. You know. <laughs> I really did. I, I kind of liked that. I thought that was funny. Uh, one of the first things in this movie that really got me was um, the heroine comes into the bar and um, her husband has been pulled out and she pulls his ring finger off of his dead corpse, you know, as the dead corpse is being consumed by a monster. <laughs> right. Then she walks up to the bar and slaps a dollar on the bar, and she's like, give me a beer. <laughs> I was like, this is set the tone of the movie right there, man. Yeah. Like, I love that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, earlier I mentioned it's it's got a cabin in the woods feel, not like specifically about right, the movie right, right. cabin in the woods, but just that sort of genre. Dude, but it also... Nothing like <laughs> Except there's first off, and, in the world. and Thor wasn't in it, um, but uh, but also too like to me it had like a Tremors sort of feel. You Dude, know, you I, had I'll that, give you Tremors that you Wild know? West setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there. You had like the, the, when the grabnoids came above yep, ground. Exactly, yeah. you had the Tremors feel. Oh, hey, uh, they're called grabnoids for those of you who didn't hear me. <laughs> you had dog soldiers sort of feel like it was very much just like this this isolation sort of thing. So I appreciated that. Um, cast away. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, There's a volleyball. Right. They, they took that volleyball with them. Um. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we got to talk about the great Henry Rollins in this movie, man. Oh, Henry Rollins is fantastic. I mean, this is uh, another one, uh, another great horror movie role for him. I loved him in Wrong Turn, too. I thought right. he was great in that. The Joe but, Lynch classic. Yeah, Joe Lynch. God love him. Um, but. Uh, this uh yeah this is another great one um but you know one point i wanted to make was harley mom harley mom in this movie harley mom is amazing in this how movie. how inappropriate was it when the little creature thing humped her face no 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 are we are we there because i'm there if we're there. on that level we are on there, that level so right now harley, so we see this woman harley mom harley mom goes out should we presume her dead honey pie steals her gun an hour later, hour and a half later in this movie, Harley Mom gets dragged outside with bombs strapped to her. She wakes up and the little thing runs over and starts humping her mouth. The worst. He the puts, worst. He puts this little monster monster junk inside her mouth. Oh my gosh. It, and then she spits the little monster semen out everywhere. Ugh. And I stood up and cheered. Not once, not twice, but three times i think i happens. turned it off you <laughs> cheered i openly wept like this, i just like, just like i don't and this, this is something that goes on through the other films too i don't understand what the obsession or the humor in humping is 
sick every chance they get there's monsters humping each other or victims and in this movie with the monster the, the Henry somebody's Rollins, crawling out of an ass or it's just Henry Rollins sticks the dead the the baby monster outside on a pike and they they're just like you know and then uh they look it. at it and they the monster eats it and then he goes over and he hugs his old lady and a new one falls out of her that quick and I'm just like there we go that's this when, like, this film, like, that for me, that was like, wow, this film just crossed new lines. That's when it crossed new bounds. Yeah, like, like this film, like I said, it just it had a lot going for it, and it still does. I love Feast. I love the, the first film and the second one. But, like, but like some of these things like that going on, I'm like, did we just go there? <laughs> yes, we went is, there throughout we, this whole is film, that, is that is that what this is that what's hot on the streets right now? Like, is that what we're doing? Dude, what about the monsters using Henry Rollins as a battering ram, dude? Like running him into the door and banging his head through the door. Oh man. I thought that was great. Oh man. Um so we've got some survivors in this first movie. Oh, are we done with the first movie? Cause I got a I couple more things I want to throw. Can be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um the when the monster pulls the skull and the fur off, I that is what I imagine a real life carnage or venom would look like. We're all comic book, we're comic book fans, we're those yeah. geeks because they've got the teeth, they've got this mean, wide skulled look with all these teeth and the loud, the loud growl. I thought that was, I thought that was actually really good. I thought the character development, the uh, the character design, I guess, the monster design, if you will. I thought that was awesome in this movie. Um, did anybody else get a stiffy or at least half stock when she was butt stocking the monster in its face and knocking his teeth out with that shotgun? That was awesome. Dude, like, I was never as turned on as I was in that moment when she was just butt stocking that, that monster. And then she shoves her arm down his throat. I was like, that. I love you. That was I'm intense. That, that was. Intense. That was a pretty good scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. And then we come up, and then we get the the sun. The sun rises, and dawn dawn is upon us. And you know, as we all know, once the sun rises, the evil goes away. Evil Dead taught us that, but not really. Yep. But you know, I don't know, man. I uh, the old lady at the end. I jumped at the end. Yep. Because I wasn't expecting those things to still be alive. The old lady. I thought she was real smart. She hid in the hid in the cooler. Yep. And then you forget about her, and then she pops up at the end. So I thought that was really good. Yeah. I mean, everything about Feast 1 kind of worked for me because it was what it was when I needed it to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Feast 1, uh, when it came out, was a great film. I think it still is. Like, I, lo I still love watching it. Like, I enjoy it. Um, right. It's definitely a trip. Like, it's it's it paints one picture, and then it takes you down some different paths. So... Do I think it's for everybody? No. But do I think it's a great horror film? Yeah. And, and especially compared to what was coming out at the time? Totally. I'm into right. it. Now, you were talking about Survivors, which leads us into Feast 2. Uh, I was going to say, Professor, you got any closing Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no. You were kind of I, just like... Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, to me, the movie's pretty forgettable. Right. Um, that's about it. I don't. Get I, out. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think it's really bad by any means, but I don't like it as much as both of you guys do. Um, for me, it's just it suffers from identity crisis. Like it just jumps around too much and different types of movies. Like I, I, I don't get any kind of true scare vibe out of it. I don't. 
the humor isn't my style that they use a lot to it. So it just doesn't do that whole a whole lot for me. But yeah, I mean, it's got its moments. I, I, it's worth watching. I agree with what you say. Where you're talking about it, kind of jumps around a lot because you're introduced to a lot of characters really quickly. And even though they kill some of them off, you've still got all these people you're trying to keep straight. Be it the beer guy Judah or Honey Pie or the bartender. Like, it, it, I guess it helped that I knew some of them from other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what kind of helped because when the hero walked in immediately, I was like, oh, that's Eric Dane. And then they identify Muse as Muse, and we know who Henry Rollins is. So, like, the other people I were the only ones I had to keep straight in my head. It's like, oh, that's the heroine. Oh, that's uh, Honey Pie. Oh, that's um, whatever. Uh, right. Well, yeah, that's a bozo. That's a oh, that's the kid in the wheelchair. And to be to be fair, I think a lot of times when a movie has sequels, I'm unfair with the original. You know, once I know that there's multiple ones out there, so like when I watched this years ago, which is you without knowing anything about it, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah, but it's like coming back in to watch this. I now know that there's more to come. Yeah. Oh, totally. So it's like, I feel like whether it's fair or not, I automatically gauge a film a little differently knowing that it spawned more films. Right. So I do like to throw out there that, you know, I recognize that that may not always be the the best approach to it, but Mm -hmm. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'll get to some part where I back you up at that point when we get to the third film. (laughs) Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Do it. All right. So... Next, we come to Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. 2008, again, John Glogger is the director. Um, returning, we have uh, Honey Pie, Jenny Wade. Right. Um, we've got Clue. Clue's back. Yep. Um, we've got Biker Queen. We had Biker Mom in the first one. We've got the same actress playing Biker Queen. Yep. And this one playing her twin sisters. Um, but we introduce a few new characters. We introduce Martin Kleba, who is hands down one of... <laughs> I love Martin Kleba. Like, he's hands down one of my favorites. Um, what, what What's his character? Thunder. Um, oh, he of uh, Thunder yes, and Lightning. Yes. Martin oh, Kleba. Thunder Martin Kleba, you, you'll know him from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean right, movie. Totally, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just so, Mar- yeah, Martin Kleba is one of my favorite... Uh, or Kleba, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure I had this many drinks and I'm pronouncing everything wrong. But, uh, I mean, Mark, he's one of my favorites. And uh, I had an opportunity to see him in Detroit a few years ago. Nice. He, lived, he lives up to his character acting. Like, he's very outgoing and very, you know, this, oh, I love doing this movie. Oh, cool. Feast, Feast was amazing. He's one of those kind of guys. And we get Carl Anthony Payne, man. Like, for those of you... Don't know Carl Anthony Payne. What, what's your favorite show that Carl Anthony Payne was in? No Martin fans in the house. Really? <laughs> like nobody's a fan of Martin? No, I... I, I, I hey, Martin, edit, I edit this out, y'all, for Anthony real. Payne, I don't know who that is. He was the, the car dealership guy. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Slash. I got you. Yeah. You guys are... Forget y'all. Yeah, maybe she. I'm done with y'all. Up. I'm done with y'all, man. I'm done with y'all. It's just obscure we names. Don't, we don't know who the third grip was on this movie. You do, but we don't. His name was Steve Jones, man. <laughs> Steve, Steve Jones. Steve Jones. <laughs> nah, but, but for real, you have no Carl Anthony Payne fans. Like for real, um, he was great in this movie. My, 
agree with that? Dang, I'm Gina. <laughs> so, um, movie starts out, well, I guess it's uh, 16 hours before the incident in the bar. I guess we're doing kind of a flashback slash cut to a flash forward. Um, we're seeing a small little Texas town. I'm assuming Texas. We're seeing a small little western town that is being ravaged by these creatures and the inhabitants of said town. Um, we have a little person wrestling duo named Thunder and Lightning. And we start out and we get to see Lightning naked. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> we see this little dude naked pulling a naked chick back in the window as this monster's biting her head off hanging dong out there for the world to see wearing his luchador mask sets the tone for the movie and i couldn't have been any happier with the little exactly, little dude hanging dong yeah that's just... exactly what sets the tone for the movie and i'm like <laughs> so this was hot right now that's yeah. where we're going with this right and i am with you Matchan. i could could not agree more that it was a great start to the movie. <laughs> it's so good. And what I love is, what was their chosen profession? <laughs> so they're they're luchadors, they're wrestlers, right? But they're also key makers. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous is that? They own a key store. They own a key well, store, the guy's man. Got a third arm. I would. Do <laughs> Dude is literally smacking it up against the wall like. Come on, come on! <laughs> when he comes running out and across the yard with that thing, I think I checked out about there. So Professor was out five minutes into the film. He's like, I switched the time over on my DVD player to show me how much was left. <laughs> oh man, Thunder and Lightning—they were great. Thunder and, and Lightning I love, were I love, amazing. Yeah, I love movie, the uh, the breakaways to the the monologues because it was all just one of them speaking. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Um, <laughs> great characters. We'll talk more about them uh, as it comes up. I I agree with you completely. They were fantastic. I like the uh, I like the girl gang aspect of it with the with the biker oh, queen Chelsea they, Chelsea Richards. The bleeders. Uh, <laughs> uh, just I don't know what she's up to these days. Actress Chelsea Richards, uh, model, uh, just gorgeous in this. Uh, if which one? Is, which one is she? If, um, the one with the red hair. Yeah, <laughs> I see that look. Hammers, baby. Yeah, just hammers. yeah, hammers. That's it. Right, 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 right. So uh, she you, is intense with them hammers. If you're listening to the podcast, Chelsea, holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the girl gang thing. I love what they had going on with that. They're out to get revenge and. Uh, um, I mean, it works out for some of them, but not all. So the the uh, the biker queen shows up at the bar, looking for her sister. Finds her sister's severed hand. Right. Realizes that her sister's been blown up, and now she's looking for the survivors. She mad? She mad? She's looking for the survivors from Feast, from the original Feast movie. Right. And um, what she finds instead, well, I guess he's a survivor. Is Clue. Yeah, right, the right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the great things was, as the movie rolls on, Clue, the bartender, and the bleeders run into Honey Pie. That's right. And Clue takes that chick, Honey oh, Pie, yeah. into the bathroom and bangs her head off the toilet like 13 times. <laughs> so awkward. There, I'm is like... a, there is piss and a floater in the toilet. I was waiting on the, I was waiting on the swirly scene. 
Because they obviously show you the piss in the floater in the toilet. I was waiting on the swirly scene. And then Clue pushes her down and stands her up. He's like, come on, stand up. And she stands up and he just punches her. No, by no means am I, am I pro-violence against women at all. That's oh, not what I'm saying. But this is for entertainment purposes. And Clue just literally is hilarious in that scene, man. He just, he's like, stand up. It's intense. Like, I can't believe how long that scene goes on. That's nuts. Professor? That was one of the few notes I had that were positive <laughs> for this movie. Right off the bat, you kill a dog early on. Weak. Dumb. <laughs> You're breaking the rules. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It just didn't. I mean, it was it was more extremes for the reasons I didn't like the first one. So I, there's not a whole lot I'm going to say on this one that is you know fair to you guys because I know you enjoy it. So right. I just it didn't do much for me. The the humor, I feel like they tried to elevate some of the foulness to it and the shock humor, and it just it didn't do anything for me. Oh, I'm about, I'm about to rip into it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you on that because there right. was a lot of things about this movie that I didn't agree. With. I don't know if you'd call it an autopsy but i like that scene yeah. where they're doing all that, I thought that yeah was really they cool. find that like eyeball and that mouth inside yeah, the creature right yeah. I, I thought the fart gag i thought the fart gag was funny and then i was just like man like that really lent nothing to what was going on <laughs> that was terrible. no because it did because he, he punches the theory pushes the thing and the fart comes out yeah yeah pretty bad um what about when that thing barks on grandma Thunder. Oh, always though. It's the same thing that happened to Judah though. <laughs> right, right. And I, I love later in the film that they want to catapult Grandma. Are and, we cutting to there? Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's go for it. And which one is it? Thunder that's in the Luchador mask or lightning? Oh, lightning! 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 He's just not having it. He's we're not. We are not, not going to catapult Grandma. Grandma is literally she. Her. I love. Man, there was a really great scene where they go to move Grandma, and they touch her legs, and the skin peels yeah. off. Yeah, that was yeah. a great that was a good effect. effect. It really uh, was. So, like, there what you know, Slasher is obviously wanting to catapult Grandma. And Wait, that's his bright idea. That's Lightning bright is idea. not into it, and I just love how he's like, no, no, no. Like he's just like he, stopping. He, like I and love he keeps, And he keeps talking to him rashly. He's like, <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. You're not sending a boiler on the, on the catapult. It's not happening. You're not putting my grandmother on the catapult. Would you shut up? You're not putting my grandmother on the catapult. Right. It's like, dude, you need to stop and think. You're not putting grandma on the catapult. And it's all in <laughs> subtitles. Like, I love it. And Slasher just keeps saying, listen, this sort of thing builds character. <laughs> That's what he keeps telling him. This builds character. Dude, that is one of my favorite lines. We're going to launch movie. your grandmother on a catapult. But listen. It builds, builds character. Literally, <laughs> literally, when Anthony, what the hell does that even mean? When Carl Anthony Payne looks at him, goes, "It's a tough choice, but it builds." <laughs> I'm sorry, monsters. I don't know to understand. No, I do understand why it's funny because it's hilarious. He's just like the the choice to send your grandmother, who is dying, on a catapult is a tough choice. It's a tough but you'll choice. come better. You'll come out better for it on the other side. Like, I love that. Dude. Thunder is willing to concede, but Lightning is just like, this is a bad, bad decision. Bad oh, decision. man. But this, it builds character. Let's talk about some uh, some other things that will happen. Um, monster penis. There's lots of monster Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> Penis and lots nuts. Lots of monster and, dong. No, lots of monster dong. Just and, the, and the midget and his third arm flopping around the yard wasn't enough. <laughs> Is this the same director? Yeah, oh okay. yeah, it's John. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, um, what about the baby being used as bait? Oh, dude, the <laughs> baby! Oh, man. Like, So we go through like a whole day or two days, and then there's a baby in a car. And the asshole goes down, gets the baby, starts running with the baby, and, and then, then throws it in the air. Dumb. So dumb. <laughs> it's so funny. I love how the professor is like dumb, and Grizz like and an I are sitting there going... Song. That's what this is. It's an ICP song. <laughs> Bait Baby coming to you in 2014. Bait Baby by ICP. I guess the reaction for me was kind of funny, though, because I was like, oh, little guy. <laughs> Not seen after. I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. Come on. He throws the baby. <laughs> it's like I zoned back in. I was like, okay, I can get into this. Rescuing the little guy. And I was immediately like, well, never mind. My note literally says, my note literally says he throws the baby WTF. Like, that was it. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, this is like the 15th WTF movie in the movie. Oh, man. Like, uh, oh, when they're all up on the roof. And the mon like towards the end, and the monsters come out, and lightning drop kicks that monster off the, top the side yeah. of the roof. I lost it, dude. It was over, man. Like, oh, dude. What about when they decide to launch Thunder in the catapult? <laughs> he does not fly very well. Oh, dude. One of my favorite things is when Carl Anthony Payne, the um, oh, the slasher, slasher walks over and picks Grandma up. Or he goes over and picks Thunder up, and then he goes over and picks Grandma up. He's like, nah, she needs to be lighter. And they start pulling pieces of her oh, off and dropping them yeah. on the ground, dude. Oh, man. I love that. Boy, Professor loves this movie. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to show you guys my notes for part three. <laughs> dude, what? No, but that's the thing, though. Uh, Carl Anthony Payne's character Slasher has the great idea to make a catapult, like we like Grizz said a moment ago, and we're going to use the catapult to launch one of the little people across the street so he can get into the police station, which is being guarded by a heroin user. And he has a key. And he has a key because he makes keys. That's his profession. Oh, let's not forget though the great scene where they use. The uh, what is it? The telescope. They use a telescope or whatever to <laughs> look at the like lock. Pirates. Yeah, yeah, like they're pirates. They look at the lock. And oh, I know that lock. Needs to come out That's of right. that. That's exactly, right. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot wrong with this movie, but they're gonna launch him across the street. He's gonna unlock the building. They're all gonna get in and they're gonna be safe. Then they launch him. What happens? He goes halfway across the street, falls down, and the monsters proceed to rip him <laughs> you know I want you all to know that um, when I was when I was dating my my wife God rest her soul that uh, one of the first horror movies that we watched together was this one really this part two yeah part two part two I got it in the mail from Netflix and I was like Yikes. oh this is one of my goofy horror movies she was like oh I'll give it a shot Poor decision on her part. <laughs> <laughs> At one yeah. point, when the monsters were 
were chasing uh, when the monsters were ripping thunder apart in the street, or when lightning had the Bugs Bunny esque trash can over him walking around <laughs> picking up keys. At what or when should they toss the baby, or when the monster was screwing people, or I don't know, at what point did she lose interest in this movie? Because I could tell you when the professor lost interest, and it's not that. I gotta tell you, this was it within months of us of us starting the date, and uh, hell of a woman for sticking around <laughs> after uh, watching this movie. Because I tell you, I would respect any woman who left me after watching this movie. Well, here's the thing, man. The catapult brought one amazing thing. It brought us naked chicks for the rest of the movie. Thank At you. least topless chicks, and your redheaded chick. Like it brought mm, us naked chicks for goodness. the rest of the movie. I thought the catapult idea was awesome. I am um, uh, uh, honey pie over being trapped off doing her thing. Gave us a neat little B story to cut to. Yeah. Every once in a while, she's put herself in different positions. I thought that was cool. Um, professor, uh, I enjoyed my fagos with this. About it. <laughs> Grizz. <laughs> Do you have anything? Do you have anything I just to say? can't. Sorry, I, I messed can't. you up while you're taking a drink. Trying to take a drink of my beer. No, I, I, uh, I, I said what I thought of it. So. Yeah, I, I, will, I, I, I think I touched down. on everything. Um, I love the first Feast movie. I think it was really just an achievement for what it was supposed to be. I think Feast Two was a great silly sequel, which is what we saw out of a lot of horror movies. It's called Sloppy Seconds. Yeah, right, and that's the thing, like. Through the uh, the mid to late 80s and early 90s, we saw a lot of horrible sequels that were meant to be goofy sequels. And this was a great goofy sequel. Yeah, this is a... um, However, I'll say, I don't want to do the segue. I'll let you do it. But I just want to say that Feast 3 almost ruins Feast 1 and 2 for everybody. And it, I mean, they, okay, so... We... Feast of food. <laughs> Um, my last thing on Feast Two is uh, the first one was intense, man. This one starts out, yeah. And we 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 always joke. I we do here at the Midwest Monster Podcast. We joke about being a slow burn. Oh, him got jokes. Yeah, uh, but no, this one did. It kind of it's it kind of started off slow and then built and then as as dude gets the bar through his head and he tosses the baby, he gets the bar through his head. They get on the roof. They build the catapult. Like it's a slow burn up to a lot of action at the end. Which leads, uh, which segues right into Feast 3, the happy finish. So Feast 3, the happy finish, basically stars the cast of Feast 2. Everybody was still alive at the end. Um, and they were shot back to back, except Feast 3 was shot in, I think they said 19 days? Something like that, like the... The completion of the film was shot in like 19 days, Field man. Six. They bring in some. <laughs> uh, 19 days. <laughs> they bring in some new characters. Um, <laughs> we get we get shit kicker, which uh, John Allen Nelson. Um, some of you might know him from the Chiodo Brothers classic, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. Right. Um, then we get the Prophet. The prophet. The prophet. The only good thing about this movie, oh, in man. my opinion. The guy who can tell the monsters to leave just by yelling <laughs> at them or talking back to them. Up, back monsters. And then we get Jean-Claude. I forget the last name. Jean-Claude, whatever. He was the He's the martial arts kid who has the, oh, the yeah. blade sticking out of his arms. Yeah, yeah. And 
He, I, the thing I thought was funny about that was he he pops out and he's got these blades sticking out of his arms, and within like five minutes, like they chew his arms off. I thought mm-hmm. that was I thought that was great. Um, the one thing that this, I mean, all these movies teach us is once you think you're safe, you're not safe. People get shot in the head. People get I, their blank, their brains blew out. People, yeah. the monsters take people just as soon as we get introduced to them, and it doesn't stop with part three. Um, man, where do I begin with part three? Well, to begin with the beginning, um, the one one of its redeeming qualities was it had the old school recap. It had the Rocky recap, yep, man. Like yep. it's the we're going to show you how the last movie ended, just to kind of get you back in the feel. I thought that was good. We get to see Honey Pie. We get to finally see how she bites it, and then we move right into all right. We're on the roof with this horrible green screen. Go. Yep. There's a great, like, motorcycle kill at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, the prophet as a new character was that's great. <laughs> like, back, back, you monsters. Like, right, right. That was a good step. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you want me to just throw out some of my, my uh, yeah, yeah, because some this of the parts that I actually the... liked about this movie? Yeah, we can yeah. We'll feast on those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, oh. Um, Rim job. First off, I like that they do the fake Mountain Dew glow stick trick in this movie, (laughs) which is like a YouTube hit. They're like, people are like, oh, you just put this in your Mountain Dew and it becomes a glow stick. Not real, by the way. Snopes.com. Check it out. Um, So they use that in this movie, and I thought, oh, that's funny. They they did this fake thing from YouTube. What a clever thing. My favorite, though, my favorite, though, is I like how um, you picked that out of this movie. Totally. (laughs) This movie was so bad, you're just like Snopes.com. Yeah, exactly. I had to dig. My favorite, favorite, favorite scene in the movie. Clue, using the gunpowder to close a wound. Yep. Was that on the the karate guy? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. John-Claude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on John-Claude, he's got this wound, and Clue's like, oh, I got this trick, which I love Clue, by the way. I didn't yeah. say that enough earlier. Clue's yeah. great, especially in Return of the Living Dead. But, you know, he's doing this trick where he's like, Biting the you know the, the actual bullet part off of a casing and dumping the gunpowder on. Okay, we'll light this on fire and it'll seal your wound shut. <laughs> she fired from Rambo, but <laughs> he uses too much and blows his arm off. <laughs> Fantastic, brilliant. Like when I first saw this movie, I went, ah, oh my, oh really? Like it just caught me that off guard. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Well, monsters. One thing that I loved about this movie, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but I have to be, is that we get boobs from the very beginning. Again, like back to Chelsea Richards. <laughs> I just keep doing mm. this because Grizz has that look in his eye. Mm. Um, no, but I mean, which is get... why I wanted shirts on for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I love the fact that they literally kick the shit out of the hobo. That is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh man, they finally get into the they finally get into the police station and the hobo that's in the police station the guy that's been doing the the drugs and what let him in in part two. Right, right. They literally kick the shit out of me. They <laughs> they beat him up and he shits and I thought that was hilarious. Um, one of the, I think the redeeming factor out of this whole part two and part three is um, slasher, the slasher hybrid monster. You know they go into the. Uh, Trailer, I guess it is the big thing that would be on the back of a semi. Yeah. 
gets locked in there, and she opens up the door, and the big slasher hybrid. Uh huh. Remember that thing? Yep. And it runs out, and it's nuts bounce off the camera. <laughs> another, That's the redeeming another genitalia slash. Once the too. nuts bounce off yeah. the camera, I was like, "This is it. This is genius. This is part of the week." Um. <laughs> that's what I got on that one, dude. Professor, oh. tell us about your favorite. <laughs> Man, I I agree that uh, a couple of those characters were nice additions. Right. I thought they were entertaining. I enjoyed uh, uh, sewer scenes, them crawling yeah. around down there. I thought right. that was pretty good. Really? Yeah. Some of my least favorite stuff. What, the sewer scenes? Yeah, and then just leading up to the... Uh, <laughs> you'd be so passionate to get the sewer scenes. <laughs> I think I think more character of the... Development, we yeah, need character sorry. development. <laughs> Mood and storytelling, we can't have that in Feast. <laughs> we can't have that in Feast. Really. I think more so than it was leading up to... Uh, it's literally one of three things I wrote down was sewer scenes <laughs> halfway decent. I'm like, <laughs> shut up, Professor. Like yeah, we need more dicks going in asses to kill people. <laughs> I think more, I don't think I was as much against the sewer scenes as I was that it led up to what I, my notes say, the underground puke zombie rave. Oh, puker mm. zombie! Dude, when the puker zombie comes up and she's rubbing that dick on her. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go again with genitalia. I'm the, sorry that I cut you off, Professor. No, no, there wasn't any more to it. She's sitting there with a big rubber dick just rubbing it Not on her cheek. Not even so much about the end result. I just like the... The atmosphere to start out with that because there wasn't much in this movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So yeah, so like when I, we got this like underground pukey zombie rave, I was like, "Is this really what we sunk to? Is that like this is really what killed the whole franchise for me? Like I really just like how poorly the third film was done. I was just like, man." I don't know if you've, I, I even care about the first two films anymore. See, that's the thing, man. Standalone Feast was amazing. Absolutely. I, it really was. Like they, Especially like at the end of the first movie when the heroin 2, I guess that's what they end up calling it, the heroin 2 and, and Bozo, they go to try to get away with this brother, the wheelchair kid, and the car stalls. And she gets out and she pushes the car and eventually it starts and they drive off and that was amazing. You could have left it. Yep. Yeah, you really could have. Yeah, you the could first have. movie could have been standalone masterpiece. The, the first, the thing that started out in part two, which carried into part three, was you saw the you saw the monsters entirely too much. You saw how fake looking they were, and that kind of took me out of it because, I mean, as as awesome as I thought they looked, you know, when you finally got the reveal, it was like, oh, well, you've already seen them. We can't hide them again. And I get that. You can't hide them again, but at the same time, it's like now they just shoved them in your face, and then they gave you new monsters. And I was over it. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I love the bloody booby goodbye when, yeah, Michael, when the biker crazy. queen kissed your redheaded chick and, and laid her down to rest, and we saw bloody boobs. And I, I don't want to be that guy. I never do, but come on, dude. There were bloody boobs, and they were, they were pretty... <laughs> But that was kind of where, because I mean, even for the, I think there was like 20 minutes after that, or probably more, I'm sorry, but I just kind of lost, I checked out right there, because the last person that I really cared about was gone. Mm -hmm. Like, I like Clue, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I wasn't interested in anything else after that, man. I don't know. 
Because we met John Claude, and then they went off and did their thing, and Clue blows his arm off, and he gets his <laughs> arm bitten off. I mean, it's just like, it, after that, though, but it was kind of done for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for me, that was the end. Like, because, um, yeah, that just, that whole underground pukey zombie rave thing was just so out there. Yeah. I couldn't suspend my belief at that point. Like, that was... I reached my breaking point. I really did. But then we should talk about the ending. But tell me everything you loved about the ending of this movie. Well, I, I, I don't Tell know. me everything you loved that wrapped this series up with a tight, tight, nice little bow. So everything, all of our wildest dreams all came true because the ending made sense because a giant robot stomped on. It was Clue, wasn't it? At the end? Mm-hmm. And then there was a mariachi band. Yep. That's me dropping the mic and moving. Yeah. That's not what you did. That was me giving the TV the bird. <laughs> um, you, we compare things and you especially compare things to like Cabin in the Woods movies and that's like the comparison to Cabin in the Woods, literally. Yeah, movie, right. um, where you get to see the big things at the end. And it, it, I mean, it's just over. It's just it, I, in this movie, it didn't fit. It was just I don't know. It was like, oh, are we gonna move? Some? Are we gonna move on? Are we gonna do something else? What are we doing? How do we end this series? And like I said, the one the one note that I read on part three was other than it filmed back to back with part two was that it took 19 days to shoot. It's like, well, it shows. I'm sorry, it shows. It really does, man. And I'm a firm believer if you're going to do something, do it right. And I just don't feel like Feast 3 compared to Feast was anything at all. Yeah, and I would even say, I mean, I just, you know, I know that a lot of people didn't like Feast 2 even. But I just don't think Feast 3 fits the scheme. And I think it, it kills the whole trilogy, in my opinion. And we know the Professor kills. Well, we're going to let him tell you one more time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these movies are not for me. Nah. Uh, I'll never watch two or three ever again. Unless right. it somehow brings happiness to one of my friend's lives by watching it with him. I will never choose that so movie to put on against. So you if when I'm laying on my deathbed, I well, go. I wasn't going to go that extreme. I go, Ryan, two. I'm like, God damn it, fine. <laughs> Uh, uh, what, one I don't even like as much as you guys. I think it's entertaining enough, but right. two and three can kiss my ass. I, I hated <laughs> I hated both well, of them. One has that. One to me has that element. Um, what was the the Tales from the Crypt? Was it Demon Knight? Demon Knight. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. dude comes rolling into a bar. Shit's, shit's going. Shit's going that down. Right. Shit's going down. Like your story picks up from there. I always kind of liked that aspect. I really did like the fact that. Like you brought up, you know, the comparison to a cabin in the woods, not the cabin in the woods, a cabin in the woods movie. It's like you're out in the middle of nowhere. Shit starts going down. How do you get out of it? You can't really get out of it. You're forced to deal with it. Well, it's like Demon Knight. It's it's um, Tremors. It's it's all those movies, but the first one just it goes there. It gets it gets raw, and I like the comedy aspect of it. But it was like, oh man, we need to keep commercials. We need to keep capitalizing on the the success of this movie. And I don't know whether it was a commercial success, but John obviously was like, well, I've got two more in me. 
I was going to say, I think that 2 and 3 were part of the Dimension Extreme line. Um, I think 1 was supposed to be, you know, set apart and, and stand alone on its own, but then, like, 2 and 3 was like, oh, Dimension Extreme! We're trying to launch this new line from Dimension Studios. Boom! Extreme! Now, were the wine scenes still in at that time? They were still in, weren't they? I think so. I can't I can't really remember because that that's a that's a Bob move right there, especially, you know, Weinstein's on Miramax, Miramax, Dimensions and offshoot of Miramax. New line. So, I can see that happening. Yeah. I don't know. I should have done a little more research on that. Well, I just didn't care enough to keep going. I'm not saying anything about the Weinsteins. I've seen overnight. So, anyways. Uh... Feast, anything further to say? I thought, I, hey, Jay Muse, if you're listening, Matt Chan, dude, love, you, you're awesome in that, man. You're awesome star performance. Everything. My last statement would be, I think that if they hadn't made two or three, I would hold part one in higher regard. Fair or not. I really do. No, yeah. you're good. That's you're fair. Good. No, That's fair. totally fair. It's totally fair. Um, the sons of the father. One and two will always hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> two I, holds a different space, though. Right. Oh, they're very different films. Very different. I love them both for... Because the first one I remember being reasons. with the wife and watching the first one. And the first one just got me. It got her. And, like, we, we loved the first film. And the second film still had the WTF moments. And... That's kind of the point of it. Yeah. So, nothing left to say on the Feast films? Nah. Unless, Chelsea Richards, you listening? Holla to boy. That's what we got. Who's gonna holler? If if we, I'm not saying we would, but if we did. But anyways, uh, hey, for the Feast franchise, for the Midwest Monsters, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by Adrian Detective John Gimbert. <laughs> it still, it never gets old. It never gets old. Friends, stay safe. Bye.